Hello, this is Josh Buck with the Welcome Business Podcast. I appreciate you taking a few moments to listen in today. Uh, today's podcast uh, really kind of, as many of my podcasts do, uh, end up talking about some of the pain points that I'm seeing from some of our clients. I've uh, really kind of seen in uh, over the over recent months, uh, kind of identified like five different areas that I'll see a uh, a client really trying to analyze when it comes to their financial direction. I've entitled today's podcast "Prioritizing Financial Direction." Prioritizing financial direction, and uh, and of course, as as an accountant uh, in the accounting firm, we're generally uh, sitting in the role of an advisor. You know, sometimes we're just doing tax returns, we may be doing financial statements, whatever the case may be, but especially as the owner of the firm, I spend a lot of time in the seat of, of the advisor. And when I have a conversation with a, with a client, a prospective client, or sometimes even just a casual conversation at a coffee shop, uh, just talking to, to maybe a local business owner or somebody um, that, uh, that might have some business dealings, and, and uh, many times the conversation will really steer toward what direction are you trying to go? And uh, in, when we try to determine or when we do determine the direction that a, that a client wants to go, then at that point, we can begin building a, a strategy around that particular direction. And so we know that here's the goal that you're trying to, you're trying to get to. What ends up happening many times or what we've seen many times is a, a business owner, when they get into uh, conducting business, that, of course, on the front end, they're just really kind of worried about profit. They're trying to get just to get to the point to where the business is actually viable. It actually has somewhat of a sustainable model. Then they almost end up making their decision based on whatever the issue is in front of them. I'll give you some, some practical examples. So uh, many times uh, the phone call may start, well, I want to lower my taxes. I want to pay less than taxes. Okay, well, that can be one area. But uh, do we want to just silo on this area, or do we need to take a more holistic approach to the other areas of your business? Or they'll come to me and say, you know what, my lender, uh, they, need, they need financial statements. I need my company position in the best way possible because I need to service my lender. Or I brought somebody in on this deal, and I need, I need uh, you know, good, solid numbers. Well, all of those, all of those three different things are, are extremely important, but they all have a, we're leading in a different way depending on what direction that the client is wanting to go. So you as a business owner, uh, when, you, when you get into uh, just, uh, starting a business, you're going to want to take a look at these, and it may be a, a situation to where this is done, I would say, at least annually. Um, but it may need to be done more frequently, maybe uh, quarterly. You're going to take a look at these, uh, these areas and say, okay, well, what needs to, uh, you know, how do I need to shift my priorities? How do, do I need to shift my focus a little bit into a, into a different area? So let me go ahead and walk through these five different areas that I've identified. There, um, I'm sure there are many others. There could be many others. But they're kind of the five main ones that I've seen in my conversations with clients as it relates to financial direction. Uh, as far as, you know, what sort of, uh, what sort of uh, uh, star are we going to put out there that we're going to move toward, that we want to set our compass toward? Uh, and so um, what, what is that goal? What direction are we trying to, uh, what direction are we trying to go? And then what steps need to be implemented to get us there? Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to be, you know, uh, we're going to do one and neglect the other four. Uh, there is going to have to be some balance here. But whatever one is taking priority is the one that we're going to want to make sure that we give to devote the most energy to. So let's kind of walk through these. So first of all, and I think uh, maybe most importantly, or the one that I think initially uh, that a business owner really does need to look at is the need of the um, of, of, of the of the stakeholders. When I when I say stakeholders, it may be your equity participants. Uh, it may be uh, you know if you have shareholders in your business. Uh, you have those that you come in uh, doing a joint venture with, whatever the case may be, you're going to want to look at those, uh, I'll call them, for lack of a better term, equity participants. 
you're really going to want to look into look to them and uh, really try to make a determination of what are you looking for as we go into business together. And I just got off a phone call here a few minutes ago, the having a conversation with the equity participant, uh, with a client, with other equity participants, with the client, about um, what is the priority? Is the priority the um, the, uh, the the tax depreciation on the front end on this deal, uh, or uh, are you uh, are you looking for um, uh, for uh, less in capital gains going down the road? So we end up having these types of conversations. What are those equity participants looking for? Uh, are we you know we can go through and we can implement a large front-end depreciation by doing cost segregation, but does that serve the equity, equity participants well? Okay, so you're really going to want to kind of lean into those equity participants. What are they looking for? Uh, are we trying to get profitability up to the point to where we can uh, distribute as much money as possible? So we want net income as high as possible. So we have as much in, uh, in net income and cash uh, in cash in the bank to be able to um, to be able to provide a uh, a larger profit. Uh, um, payment or profit check to the uh, to the equity participants or are they looking for something else in the deal are they saying okay well you know we're willing to not uh, have any sort of uh, uh, of cash return in years one two and three but we want in years four and five uh, for the deal to look like this and so understanding all of that on the front end uh, can be one uh, is going be one of those uh, uh, one of those areas you want to look at when it comes to evaluating what is going to be your financial direction. So having that conversation with the equity participants. Why are you, uh, why are you bringing them along? Why are you bringing them into the business? Uh, are they looking for capital? Are they just looking for uh, a loan return? And so you can be able to begin to structure your deals in a way and structure your business in a way that's going to serve uh, your business uh, the best way that your business can be served uh, in alignment with the equity participants. So that's first of all. Secondly is going to be cash flow. I think, uh, and, and I had this conversation uh, with business owners, and I was I actually had a conversation with my team this last week, uh, talking about uh, kind of some of the differences between being a business owner and being an employee working for a business owner. And many times as a business owner, what are those things that keep us up at 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and we can't get back to sleep? It's, it's cash flow. Okay, it's kind of like, okay, do I have enough cash flow in my business for this business to be able to, to sustain even in the short term? And, uh, and so these are things that we worry about. And so uh, when we're prioritizing our, our financial direction, uh, cash flow generally can be pretty close to the top. However, if we want a lot of cash flow and we aren't assuming new debt, generally that means we have a lot more profitability in the business and generally that means that we're going to, uh, uh, if we aren't deploying that cash, uh, meaning it's going into other investments that may lower our, uh, our tax exposure, whatever the case may be. Uh, if we have a lot of cash and it, we haven't brought in other equity participants or brought in bank money, uh, so that cash is actually cash that is net income, generally that's going to lead to a higher tax exposure. Okay, um, so we're going to get back to a little bit of this balance. We have to have that necessary cash uh, in the business, uh, and it does need to be there. Uh, but what is what's going to be the priority? The priority that you're going to take. We do have business owners that they understand that you know what I want a lot of cash. I'm willing to pay a little bit more in taxes, uh, but I'm going to. But my I feel more comfortable in my business, running my business, if I have a, if I'm sitting on a lot more cash. There are others that say, you know what, cash isn't as much of a priority. I'm going to look at taxes, and that can be another area that, um, that you can look at when it comes to priority. A lot of times people end up prioritizing their taxes either at the very end of the year or even worse into the, into the next year. And, uh, but you do need to look and say, okay, my business is really, my business is finally to the point that it's really monetizing well. 
um, and I begin, you know, begin to end up with the tax issue. How is that going to be addressed? Understanding that most of the time when we're talking about, um, when we're talking about tax minimization, that generally is going to uh, take a cash flow investment uh, in order to be able to, to uh, reap the benefit of the, uh, of, of the tax minimization. So it may be taking our, uh, our taking some of our money and investing into a fund, for example, for uh, and maybe leveraging depreciation. It may be taking those funds and investing it into uh, into a retirement plan for the team, whatever it may be. So we are actually deploying capital, deploying cash out of the checkbook, uh, in order to be able to lower our taxes. That is the biggest hurdle generally that we see when working with clients. Okay, well, we want our taxes lowered. And I say, okay, well, this is the plan that you can do it. However, it's going to require you to take $200,000, for example, out of the checkbook and, uh, and be able to deploy it uh, to be able to decrease your, uh, your net income by, uh, by X percent uh, and decrease your tax exposure by X percentage. And a lot of times, well, I, you know, I, don't, want, I don't want to take my cash and, and do that with it. Uh, you know, I, I want to do something else with it, and uh, unless it has a tax benefit to it, uh, you have to realize that, um, uh, that uh, your tax exposure can end up being higher than maybe you desire. Uh, so once again, how are you going to prioritize these, uh, um, these decisions? Uh, what's going to be essentially be the direction that you want to go? Cash flow for operations and uh, debt obligations, uh, your equity participants, uh, it, uh, it may be bank requirements. And so you may have a banker that says, you know what, we're going to, uh, we're going to continue to work with you. However, uh, your financials need to be healthy. And they're going to hopefully define to you what does that mean uh, for your business to be healthy. Conversation I've, I've had many, many times with a client when they're looking at uh, trying to leverage some, um, some tax benefits. And uh, really, they may end up putting them into a position where their business actually shows a loss where it is still very cash flow positive. And that, and that can happen. Uh, but the problem sometimes is they may be dealing with a bank or a lender that does not understand uh, um, uh, that being able to go a certain direction as it relates to tax minimization may end up resulting in the company looking like it's lost a ton of money or the taxpayer uh, ends up with literally a negative adjusted gross income. And, uh, and then the banker says, we can't work with you. Your, your income needs to be here. Or... Uh, it can be a situation to maybe you're, uh, um, you want to be an accredited investor and uh, you need to show that $300,000 um, on your tax return if you're married uh, for, two, for two consecutive years. And uh, so it may be a situation if there are those requirements, um, if you're dealing you know, with funds that requires you to be an accredited investor, or you're dealing with a bank that's requiring you to, uh, to have X amount of capital, that requires you to have X amount, uh, X percentage of net income. Uh, and you need to know these things. And so that may take a higher priority. You may say, okay, you know what, I understand I'm going to have to pay more in taxes. It may, uh, it may cost me a little bit more in being able to go into other deals, for example, but, but it's gonna, going to allow for me to be able to have access to, uh, to the bank uh, money that I need or going to provide me access into the funds I want to invest in. Uh, so it may be bank or lender requirements takes a higher priority. And then, um, uh, and then also owner's compensation. Uh, and I'll, uh, let me, uh, uh, that's the fifth area, or maybe may, may more broadly stated as far, uh, as far as your wealth management plan or your legacy plan. And so uh, the owner, and, uh, and of course there are, you know, um, profit coaches, things, uh, things of that nature that kind of help you a little bit as far as, okay, well, uh, how can we go about as far as the owner's compensation piece? But that's really kind of baby step one. Uh, but really taking a more of a holistic, how is my business going to serve me from a wealth perspective and from a legacy perspective? 
And so that's really taking a longer term view. And that can be very, very difficult for a business owner, especially uh, when they're kind of in the earlier phases of a business. They're so focused on cash flow. They're so focused on, on just simply making it. Uh, to be uh, one of those 4% of businesses that actually makes it uh, year five, year 10, okay, because it is a small percentage of businesses that actually do make it to that length of time. So they're saying, okay, we want to beat the odds. So that's kind of where your focus is at. And then you get to the point, okay, how is this business going to serve me as the business owner? And uh, am I being compensated for the amount of time that I put into my business? And then taking the step, okay, is my business uh, value, is the value of my business growing to where I'm looking at an exit? Am I properly funding my retirement? And so these things are important as well. And, uh, and many times as a business owner, usually if a business owner goes in, step one, all they're concerned about is their pay. When the business first starts, they are going to be part of that 96% that's going to fail. Okay, so generally you can go into business, uh, you kind of really have to be willing to not take a paycheck for a while uh, out of your business. And there may be times, uh, especially in the early on uh, phases of your business, to where you may not take a paycheck. Everybody else in your business is going to get paid, you're going to get paid last. Okay, but once your business uh, kind of gets up and it kind of gets running, uh, you really do need to focus on, okay, how am I taking care of myself in the business? You don't want to get to the point where you have a business that you hate going into. Okay, so you do want to be compensated. You want to be compensated well, and then for that business uh, eventually to serve all of your wealth, uh, uh, your wealth goals as well, and so uh, those legacy goals as well. And what does that look like? And so as your business goes through different cycles, uh, you're going to be looking at, you're going to be prioritizing these in a different way. Uh, but ideally, you're going to really want to take a focus each and every year. What is going to be my prim primary focus? And then uh, you have the other focuses uh, or maybe those areas that you're not going to uh, focus on as much, but still trying to achieve some sort of a balance. You still do need to address uh, some, of your, uh, some of your legacy plan, your wealth building plan, even though tax minimization may be your, your primary focus. Uh, or maybe cash flow is your primary focus. Uh, so you may have these other focuses that it's your primary focus, but you're still going to want to make sure you're paying some attention to these other areas. And it's going to require you to have different people on your team that are helping you uh, uh, bring awareness into these areas. And so it may be a coach that comes in and, and trying to, uh, that works with you. Hopefully your accountant is working with you. Uh, but you have those individuals that are working alongside you uh, that can kind of uh, help you through these conversations to know how do I prioritize. Uh, I had a, a client here a few minutes ago on a call. He said, Josh, what blind spots am I missing? I like that question. He's asked that to me on a few different calls. What am I not seeing? Which is what kind of what uh, those advisors should be there uh, for. And there are many times as an accountant we're working with, uh, with a client's wealth advisor. Okay, and so uh, we're having that conversation with them. And so we're trying to find that balance. Okay, how do we make sure tax issues are addressed, the cash flow issues in the business are addressed, and the business owner isn't simply sucking the business uh, out of its cash uh, to be able to um, simply just kind of build up their own, their own empire and the business ends up failing and then they end up losing the empire. Okay, so you're going you're gonna to have these types of conversations. So uh, let's kind of run through these five again, not in any particular order, but uh, so the five areas I'm just going to look at when it comes to prioritizing financial decisions in your business. Maybe cash flow for operations and debt obligations, uh, owner's compensation, or as I, I put, um, your, your wealth management or your wealth plan. Third, uh, your equity participants, uh, those shareholders, those partners, uh, making sure that uh, generally those conversations are going to be had at the beginning or when you're bringing in a, an equity uh, participant into the business, even if the business is up and going, uh, their needs many times are going to take some priority uh, at that time. Number four, your bank or your lender requirements uh, or maybe some sort of other financial goal, such as being an accredited investor for an example, uh, as an example. And then uh, fifth and lastly is, is tax minimization. So to be understanding these five areas, 
is, uh, what priority uh, do they need to uh, take place in my business uh, this year uh, so that uh, I get to the end of the year and I, I have those clearly defined goals. I'm able to look back and say, okay, these are the things that I, uh, I've been able to do. And then uh, the next year, maybe a different area in my business I'll be able to focus on and, uh, and take a higher priority. Then eventually as you, um, uh, you kind of get those uh, wheels uh, rolling inside of the business, you get things humming along, uh, then uh, these areas all become somewhat a little bit uh, of tweaking instead of some major overhauls that you'll see, especially early on in the early years of the business. Once again, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Hopefully this podcast did bring you some value. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing. Have a wonderful day.